0: You got to always start somewhere in life, and you got to teach your children when they are young how to become become man and ladies. You know, you just got to right. teach them. You got to instill that in them that they can do yeah. this, they can do that. So, whatever you want to be in life, you can do it. Hi fam and welcome to
1: Afro's Locks and Biz, the podcast celebrating natural hair, black hair culture, community and the business of black hair. Hi, I'm Tia
2: and I'm Charles. To you. Hi, Charles. How's it going?
3: It's going pretty good. Pretty good. good. How's your day going? Good.
2: Good. So, today is a special Mother's Day edition of Afro's and Biz. Uh it's Mother's Day weekend. Uh special weekend here and happy Mother's Day to you, your mom.
3: Oh, thank you. <laughs>
2: that was sweet. uh <laughs> In this episode, we're going to talk a little about Mother's Day, uh, and I actually have an interview with my mom. Uh, Tia's going to give some reflections on uh, Mother's Day and on being a mom, and uh, at the end, we have some Mother's Day tribute from some of you on the ALB fam. So, Tia, uh, I have a couple questions.
4: hmm
2: Like I said, you're a mom. Uh this is your second mother's day, right? yeah, I think your little girl's too
3: yeah yeah
2: yeah <laughs> uh your mom of a she's two uh so your mom of a little girl who looks just like her daddy um so (laughs) Mm -hmm. you just
3: had to throw that in here didn't you Charles I had to throw it
2: out there I had to throw it out
4: you couldn't resist
2: I could not I could not I had to throw it out there because my boys look like me and we love it we really love it and so
3: (laughs) you know that is the ultimate payback that's the ultimate payback I mean we, we do we go through all this work of caring this child, trying to do everything that you possibly can do to make sure you're putting the right things in your body, getting enough rest if you can, eating the right things, and then they come out looking a hundred percent like their dad. And maybe if they if they change you know, they twist their head a certain way or they you know, they have a certain twinkle in their eye, you might see a little bit of you, but nah, mm mm. That's just I was like, Wow, that's the ultimate payback. Mm-hmm.
2: And then to put the icing on the cake, nine times out of ten, their first word is "daddy."
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Not this one, yeah. What was the first word? Mama.
2: What was the first? Mama, really?
3: Mhm.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay.
3: <laughs> I was listen. I was just as surprised as you are, and I was like, "Did did I did I hear that correctly?" And she said it again, and I was like, oh,
4: she said mama first.
3: <laughs> I was so excited. <laughs> I don't know why,
4: because
3: wow. I just wow. knew her first word was going to be dada, because it's so easy to say. And then, right. I, you know, in my mind, I always say this. I mean, we carry them, but and we spend so much time with them during that phase, and, you know, and you know, but you all get to spend you know, that time we had to bond with them by carrying them, you all get to do right. that then, and so you're loving them and doing all that stuff, and it's like, that, because I guess it's right, a hard to say. Yeah. Well,
2: congratulations on getting the first word. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. So, um, what's your favorite thing about being a mom?
3: I will say this, there's a part of my heart that it opened up. And I think I can probably say that for parents in general, it's a, it's a mm-hmm. different type of love. I love being able, you know, I can go without sleep. <laughs> I can go without food sometimes mm-hmm. longer than I should. And I can sacrifice <laughs> okay. a lot of things. And I don't feel like the, the energy I'm putting into this person who looks up to me Is being wasted. I feel like I'm going to eventually get a return on my investment. And I'm not saying that as if, you know, Oh, they're going to grow up and they're going to play basketball or something like that, or, you know, become this big time lawyer. And I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying this unconditional love and bond Mm -hmm. that I have with my child. And it just fills my heart. And that's, I think that feeling just to hear my daughter call me mommy and give me Mm -hmm. a hug Or when we're praying at night, she actually, you know, bless mommy, bless daddy, bless bless herself. You know, uh, that just warms my heart. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Nice. That's cool.
3: Now, with your mom, I mean, have you Mm. sat down and had that conversation with her about, you know, what was one of her favorite things about being your mother or being a mother in general? Because. I, I would like to say that, you know, some people may feel slighted a little bit because they didn't birth or adopted a child, but it mm-hmm. it. does it, you don't necessarily have to be that to be considered a mother-like figure. There are plenty That's of people true. who are out in this world who didn't have children for whatever reason um, or didn't yeah. adopt for whatever reason, but they are a mother-like type figure. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, did your mom ever... Talk to you about, or your, you know, your siblings mm-hmm. about that.
2: Um, I'm thinking. I was thinking as as you asked that question, and not that I recall specifically, I don't recall her specifically mm-hmm. saying this is my favorite part of being a mom. But if I were to guess, of anything, I, I know now when it comes to all of us are grown now, and when we go home to visit, um. I think the thing she loves the most is feeding us. I think she loves cooking and feeding us because a lot of times we'll offer to, you know, take my parents out to eat. And she's like, no, 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 I'm going to cook. Or even we'll offer to cook. We're like, no, ma, you don't have to cook this weekend. You know, we're home. It's Mother's Day Mm -hmm. or Christmas or whatever, you know, the occasion is that we're home. And we'll say, no, ma, we got it. And she's like, no, no. I got to get out of my kitchen and, you know.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Look,
3: I'm with her on that, though. <laughs>
2: and um, yeah, she just loves, she loves feeding us. And even if cause there are four of us, uh, even if all four of us don't come home, she still cooks like, you know, the army is there, uh, you know, a ton of yes. food, uh, enough for the meal, plus for us to take some back home with us. And so I think that might be her favorite thing to to cook for us to feed us. Yeah.
4: It
3: you know it is something about that. It uh, I don't know yeah. if that's a a motherly nurturing type thing, but that is that mm-hmm. is somewhat that is satisfying. You know, it's 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 one of those fellowship type things. Another way to show right. love.
2: It is. You're yeah, absolutely right. Even to the point where sometimes she won't even sit down with us. She'll just kind of sit to the side and watch us eat.
4: I'm want to sit
2: down and yep. eat. We, you know, we. No, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Y'all go ahead and eat. And yep. <laughs> so.
4: Why do they do that?
2: <laughs> so I think she just enjoys watching us eat. Enjoys watching us enjoying her food, and, uh, and particularly all those things that are you know nostalgic for um, that we don't cook. You know, we grow. We've grown up. We have gone okay. out in the world. And we cook our own little pastas and. This mm-hmm. and that, that, you know, we don't make it back home in the country. Um, so they don't do no pastas yeah. and lasagna and all that kind of stuff, no. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, uh,
3: the Charles, the stuff you get the nail dead yeah. in the head with that. They don't do pastas.
2: <laughs> they don't. They don't at all. Mama always, like, you know, she picks on us all the time, but our Alfredo. Oh, that's some of that Alfredo. We don't eat that. And so. <laughs> <laughs> Sure cause you ask them, what you I have with dinner. I you know, we have some chicken alfredo, uh, some more of uh, some uh, more pasta. So, so they don't eat that that card. No, nah, I'm like not it up. I swear so. you know, we came up in the same
3: household. <laughs> <laughs> and they contort their face just to look like they, they. do, disappointed and it tastes right. nasty. I'm like, Well did you try it? Did you try hey. it? <laughs>
2: Yeah. And so (laughs) that reminds me of a quick story. Uh, I don't know if it was last year, maybe year before last. um, But my brother in Atlanta, my parents went to visit him and they took, no, he took them out for Mexican. And because again, we don't do that either. So (laughs) Uh for for you guys who don't know, for for the audience, for the fam out there. I grew up in rural South Carolina, Marion County. And <laughs> we, we, don't do <laughs> we don't do Mexican, we don't do pasta. So we don't do any of that stuff. And so my parents had never really had Mexican food before. And so he took them to,
4: mm-hmm.
2: from my understanding, I didn't, I wasn't there, but to, you know, a, 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 kind of an upscale Mexican restaurant with we Taco Bell or nothing like that. Um, so it was actually a nice Mexican restaurant. And from my understanding, the way I hear the story told, yeah, it didn't go well.
4: <laughs>
2: so, but I was like, but they have rice, you know, just like we do rice. So yeah, they have chicken, like we do chicken. Uh, but she was like, nah, it, it didn't go well at all. And so,
4: so
2: <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's that's one of my mom's love languages. It's
4: definitely food. Mm-hmm. It's definitely one of her love yeah. languages. Absolutely.
3: And you know what? What you said, I think, is a generation. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Because my mom would probably say the same thing. You know, I'm not saying they don't show their affection and their love other ways, but that's one Mm -hmm. of the main Mm -hmm. ways they would show their, you know, their love. Because they want to make sure you're safe, you're growing, you're healthy, Mm -hmm. and they can give you everything they need to give you so they can equip you to go out into the world. Um, Right. They'll tell you they love you, you know. They'll right. give you hugs every now and then, but that was a tough generation.
4: Right. They exactly. were
2: tough. And they do that. Yeah. yeah. And you're right. They do give you everything in the Because Again, when we go home, they'll try to give us the whole kitchen to take back. with like, hey, we got some cookies. Oh, and am We got cookies. We got. <laughs>
4: well,
3: take them for the kids. Grandkids might like them. No, they don't right. no I'm, a, no. And you're sitting there thinking, I'm going to eat them. Why are you trying to make me right. eat these kids' cookies? <laughs> right. <laughs>
4: And also,
2: what I'm thinking is, they don't need these, they have enough sugar, they bounce enough, because I have boys, and so, you know, they bounce mm. off the walls enough. I don't need any additional mm-hmm. sugar. Keep your cookies, uh-huh. y'all snack on them whenever you get ready or whatever. <laughs> um, but my dad is, I know we're talking about moms, but my dad is the same way. I mean, when he hears that we're coming home, he'll go to the grocery store and buy a whole yes. bunch of food and a whole bunch of snacks and you know, mm-hmm. Capri Suns, and I'll get home and mm-hmm. look in the refrigerators.
4: On paper. I, you
2: know, I know we got those for the kids.
4: Like, okay. <laughs> so
3: now you know we're coming out only for a few hours. You know, we didn't come right. you know, coming to spend the night.
4: Right, yeah.
2: So that's what they do. That's, that's, that's their love language. Um, so one more question. Mm-hmm. What's something that you learned from your mom that you want to pass down to your daughter?
3: Oh, my goodness. There's so much that I have learned and can take away from my mother. <clears throat> mm-hmm. You know what? My mother was a very selfless person. Okay. Um. Okay. And I think by me, and I'll go into detail by saying selfless. I think with me growing up, kids, you know, we absorb. We're sponges. People are sponges in general. So mm-hmm. we pick up things, whether they're actually I'm going to teach you this, or you're observing things. And Mm -hmm. what a lot of people didn't know, my mom used to donate money and give a lot of her time to different activities and, you know, organizations and was involved, and you would never know. Mm -hmm. Sadly, after she passed, a lot of this stuff started coming out. Like, people started you know, coming out and say, well, your mom did this, and she did that, and she did it. And that really kind of helped me feel even better, really, like, wow, she was really a selfless person. But then mm-hmm. I also go into this because you give someone something doesn't mean you need to broadcast that all the time. You know what I'm saying? True.
4: Some people Absolutely. like to
3: do acts of kindness just for the likes or right. just for the pat on the back. She was not that right. way. So she kind of, mm-hmm. for me, embodied that you do it from the kindness of your heart and because that's what you really want to do. Don't do it if, you, if you're not going to commit and you're, you're going to go half-stepping because it means nothing. So that was one right. of the things I can see that she I learned from her, and I have that in myself,
4: Yeah,
3: and I, I appreciate that. that from her. And now I sit and talk about it. I was like, wow, I really did. I picked that up from her. Um, Yeah,
2: you have. I see that. We see that when we go to, you know, to you guys' house and, you know, we come there. You guys, come on, sit down, go get something to eat.
3: It's okay. Go in the refrigerator. It's all right. See, I (laughs) I done turned to y'all mama too. See what I'm saying? Right.
4: (laughs) (laughs) So...
2: I can see where that definitely has been instilled, you know. Um, oh, yeah. And, so, and that's, yeah. and that's a good trait to pass down. Is something that our kids need mm-hmm. to learn that everything is not about you and right. everybody's not in the same situation as you. Just because you got, you know, plenty of food in your refrigerator, a nice warm house, and, you know, plenty of clothes and shoes, that doesn't mean that's the case for everybody. And we have right. to understand that. And also, you know, someone, you know, just because, uh something is not happening to you, that doesn't mean it's not happening. You know, someone else could definitely right. could still be going through something. Just because you're not going through it, that don't mean that nobody else is. And so um exactly so that is a that's a great trait. Yeah, a great trait to yeah. pass down, you know.
3: I'll say one other one too. My mom was um she had this hustle <laughs> just like your mom.
4: <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. That
3: generation have a hustle in them. They they Always. just do. And that's another thing. I mean, she, I can't say she was the smartest person ever, but my mom did go to school, go to college. She did for her education. Okay. You know, she worked, you know, worked her way up from working in a factory job. My mom sold insurance. You know, she did okay. some of everything. I remember actually sitting down with my mom and her teaching me how to count money, $20 bills, in, you know, and how to write certain figures and do math. So that business okay. sense, some of that come from her and some of that come from my dad too.
4: Mm-hmm. And
3: I, I, I just some of those teachings I just carry on. I'm like, nope, you don't count money that way, you count it this way And yeah. I remember even stacking pennies in the you remember when people used to put their yeah. pennies in the um The little, the little penny paper rolls pennies? you get from the bank? yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember doing that with her and she just giving me little life lessons and just I was even surprised then, seventh and eighth grade just seeing that, wow, you just you didn't give up. You did not give yeah. up. You just kept pushing. So that hustle, she was always going to find some kind of way to to make some some, some money to help put food on the table and was always looking for the next opportunity.
2: Mm-hmm. All right. That's cool. That's some cool getting to know Tia and Tia and Tia's mom and my mom. and um,
4: mm-hmm. But
2: we're going to get to know my mom a little more. Uh, Mm -hmm. So coming up, uh, we have an interview that I did with my mom. So just to kind of give you guys a little intro to that. uh, So my mom loves hair, loves it. She's always loved hair. Uh, I remember her doing my grandmother's hair uh, and my sister's hair and my aunts and uh, female cousins. In the house you know Easter is coming up and whatever holiday or whatever uh, with the hot comb and pressing their hair and doing this in the kitchen and dining room area of our house so that was just a memory growing up I remember I remember my mom doing hair. so one day when I was in middle school she announced that she was going to cosmetology school to learn to do hair, like professionally so you know we thought that was kind of that was pretty cool kind of came out of the blue but there it is so, at the age of 38, after being out of school for 20 years, she enrolled at Chris Logan Cosmetology School in Florence. I don't know if you remember that, too. I think if you're from the same area. You might be familiar with it. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So, she enrolled in and she went to uh, to hair school. And I decided to ask her about it. And here's uh, our little chat. Hey, mom. Hey. Hey. How you doing?
0: Fine. How are you? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm good. Uh, like I told you earlier, I wanted to kind of ask you some questions and talk to you about when you went back to hair school. So I just have a couple of questions and just answer whatever comes to mind. Okay. All right. So when did you go back to school?
0: Okay. I- can't I cannot remember the that year I went back um but I know I finished in 92
2: okay all right uh I think you're around 38 or so if I'm not mistaken yeah because I think I was in middle school I once I was in like eighth grade or something like that at the time you had a full-time job four kids Husband, <laughs> So what made you want to add school to such a hectic schedule already?
0: Um, here was something I always would want to do. Mm-hmm. And so I saw the opportunity to go. So I, I went when y'all was in school because I know y'all were my children would soon be out and they would want to go to school, college. Mm-hmm. So I went back and worked in the daytime as well.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that.
4: I'd eat
0: out hour job. Then I would go to hair school and spend about eight more hours, I could say.
2: Wow. <clears throat> yeah, because I remember you going uh, to school and I don't know how many days a week he went, but it was during the week. I don't think he went on the weekend. Uh, no. It was like all Monday. Yeah, it was through the
0: week. Mm-hmm. So I made up in my mind that I was gonna get my career going. So I did, mm-hmm. and when y'all finished high school, I was already out, established mm-hmm. and working. So. It works out.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, so you went back to school when you did, so that you could help us with college. Is that it?
0: Yes, and myself too. <laughs> 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 Better right. prepare myself in life as yeah. a person, you know.
4: Right. Okay.
2: Uh, I didn't know that part. Uh, that it was it was partly for us. Um, I just thought you wanted to do you know go back to hair school. So uh, that's new information for me. Um, I do remember you doing hair at home, like in the in the house and kitchen. You know, people come over, whatever, particularly bring their kids, um, pressing you know their little girls' hair and that kind of stuff. So uh, I remember that. Um. And then you decided to go back. So that was pretty cool. Um, what were some of the challenges of going back to school at almost 40? Now that 40 is old. Because I know it's not because I'm there now. Um, but so what What were some of the challenges of going back to school at that age?
0: Well, um, it was some student young and, and I was, so... That was a big challenge. Some gonna want to learn. Some gonna not want to learn as much as you do. When you're mm-hmm. older, you already got your mindset and your focus on what you want to do and what you want to become and what you're there for. Mm-hmm. Um, is mostly to make yourself um, and your family. Uh, you try to uh, prepare uh, for your family, futures, and everything. You try to be. You think it. Yeah, a parent always thinking ahead of how to make life more easier for their children. You know, and you always thinking the best way and the best opportunity for them, and how you gonna get ahead and stuff. So that one of the reasons I want to, I was thinking on going back because hair was something I always liked to do. I always liked hair. I like my hair mm-hmm. even to today. I like to have mm-hmm. it done by other beauticians, and <laughs> yeah. I like it still well groomed as a lady. Right. You know, that's something I like, and I as back then that what I like to do for other ladies make them pretty. Mm-hmm make the hair grow and stuff like that, keep it clean and stuff like that, and little girls and stuff that one day, gonna grow up to be later, so you got to train them while they're small. And I had a daughter, so I, I, that was something I like to do. So I did her hair. Now she a beautician as well. She can do hair too. Just like y'all boys, um, been y'all become barbers so by uh, me stepping out doing that that even help y'all out in the industry doing hair and stuff yeah just right. you and your brother become barbers and stuff so that that's something great and my daughter can a kin of life and beautician cosmetology so you gotta always start somewhere in life and you got to teach your children when they are young how to become, become men and ladies. You know, you just got to right. teach them. You got to instill that in them that they can do yeah. this, they can do that. So whatever you want to be in life, you can do it.
2: So it sounds like you're saying being older kind of was an advantage, actually, rather than it disadvantage.
0: Was. Hmm. It was because okay. you got the mind made up.
2: That's
4: true. And um, you
0: know what kind of responsibility you got. You're thinking about
4: mm-hmm. some of the
0: younger person, but, um, people didn't have in the family and want to marry or nothing. But when you marry, you got children. You know what your plans are. You try to better your children's future, make a better mm-hmm. home for yourself, and environment for your family so your goal is to achieve what you went at okay.
4: good point
2: i didn't think about again i didn't think about it that way and i guess if i were to go back to school now that would probably be my mindset also again i'm older i have a family now so it'll be a lot more focused like okay i need to get through this this needs to be a one and done kind of deal uh <laughs> i don't need to be retaking no classes
1: I don't have that kind of time. Hi fam, it's Tia. I wanted to slide in real quick and send you a very special Mother's Day message. Mother's Day for me conjure up so many emotions. I've been without my mother for most of my adult life and it still hurts. There's so many life experiences that she wasn't here for. And unlike my siblings, I don't have any memories of her past my collegiate years. There's so many firsts that I'll never get to experience with her. She left this world not being able to celebrate my graduation from college, me being married, me purchasing my first home and car, me telling her of the most exciting places and travels that I I got the chance to experience in this world, me calling her multiple times a week for nothing, absolutely nothing at all, but just to hear her breathe on the phone, me becoming pregnant and then me becoming a mother myself. So Mother's Day for me in the Mm -hmm. first 12 years of her passing looked a lot like a show-and-tell that I, unfortunately, didn't have anyone to show. Everyone seemed to have their nice, shiny, all-dressed-up-and-smiling mother to show their affection towards. For a long time, I avoided Mother's Day like it was a plague. I miss my mama, plain and simple. So this message is for those of you who may be on your own personal journey with dealing with the loss of your mom. An auntie, a grandmother, a friend, a child... I'm here to tell you grief and how you deal with it is a very intimate and irregular journey. We all don't experience it in the same way, and there isn't an expiration date as to when you should get over it. In fact, there is no getting over it, but you can learn to accept and manage that grief better. So, I'm not a therapist, I'm not a psychologist, but I would like to share with you some of my own personal tips that's helped me throughout the years when Mother's Day is lurking around the corner. Um, I avoided social media and sappy Mother's Day tributes, music, and commercials for two weeks. Yep, a solid two weeks. And um, for me, it wasn't that I was angry or jealous because, you know, I got a chance to see other people celebrate and honor their mother. But my heart just ached. It longed for that person who is no longer here. You know, the chance to get to hug them, to touch them, to, to, just, to just shower them with love. And I didn't get a chance to do that. So because I didn't want to go into a downward spiral of depression, I just avoided it altogether. So instead, I planned something else to do like... Um, taking a trip to escape it all, or sometimes just going on a hike outdoors or outside just to get some fresh air and just be by myself. Then I visited her gravesite. and then there's the, the calls between me and my siblings with us sharing memories of um, our childhood and things that she would say, just laugh about that. And then I'll never forget the, the text messages and the calls that I get from my, my friends who knew I was having a hard time coping with it. And till this day, I still get those text messages. Um, I gave my, myself permission to cry and scream. and that is very important because grief, we don't experience it all in the same way. and everyone doesn't show their you know wear their feelings on their, on their sleeves. Some of us like to internalize our feelings, and that's okay. That's completely fine. Um, But just be aware. You need to allow yourself to feel. Um, Another thing I used to do, I used to watch a comical movie, just something, some kind of comedy just to make me laugh and just put me in a different mood, Just just something that's completely different from the sad and depressive state that I was going into because it was Mother's Day. I would treat myself to a manny or a pedicure. Self-care is very important, especially when you're going through a tough situation. You need to learn to love yourself. You have to learn to do that. And by me pampering myself, it was just what I needed. And I would also look at pictures of her and just think about, wow, I wonder what type of conversation we would be having right about now. Like what type of advice I would go to her for or what would we be laughing about? You know, those things. But again, these are only tips from my own personal experience. I am not a therapist. I am not a psychologist. So please take this with a grain of salt. But I strongly encourage you to take your time and allow yourself to feel. As painful as it sounds, it's all part of the process of healing. Keeping yourself busy and uh, trying to stay numb and not give yourself a chance to, to just go through the whole grieving process, um, it really doesn't do the body any good, and you could end up having bigger issues, like all of a sudden having a panic attack or an an anxiety attack, and it can happen, it can come out of nowhere. So fam, I'll end this in saying, wherever you are on Mother's Day, whether you are grieving or celebrating, my heart is with all of you. Happy Mother's Day.
2: Another question. Um, What are some of the good things you remember from hair school? Like, what are some of the positive things you remember?
0: It was a lot lot of positive things. And you could always take it with you to this day. Um, They taught you how to treat yourself, how to enhance (laughs) your look. Mm -hmm. And, uh, And you can take that, you have that with you long as you because 'cause you'll know how to apply your makeup right and how to do your hair, keep your nails and stuff like that. It tells you all of that. How you can um like you have on one a hair on your face that that also wax that off and do your eyebrows and stuff. It's this is enhancing your look. Oh, that is okay. in that industry of beauty. So, I always like stuff like that. So, that was something I admire, and that that's something <laughs> I really enjoy to this day. I enjoy, and I enjoy seeing other people with the makeup, pretty hair done mm-hmm. well, neat, whatever hair texture you wear. Where it that it will accompany your look. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Uh, tell me about the beauty shop days in hair school. Uh, I know you, you mentioned that there are certain days, I guess when you got to a certain point in school, you guys got to do, you know, the public's hair as students. Uh, I know a lot of the hair schools here have that where you can go to the hair school and get your hair done, you know, for a cheaper price because the students doing it so that students can learn. So, tell me about those days. I remember you talking about that.
0: Well, back then, when you get a client um, to uh-huh. do their hair, you be so happy. Like, most times you would do, I would like to do wet set. Somebody come and get a <laughs> service. They
4: would,
0: uh-huh. um, they would come and get the service done, a wet set, a press and curl. I would like to do the wet set or the relaxer. And uh, when you get the latest hair finished and turn them to the mirror, oh, they would be so happy to see that curl. They would just be patting their hair and looking. <laughs> and that's the happiest part. When you make somebody happy.
4: Yeah. When
0: you turn them <laughs> around to the mirror, especially the elevator, oh, you got me so pretty. They would be so happy
2: yeah I don't even know what a wet set is but I'm just gonna take your word that a wet set is a good thing uh, yeah <laughs> it sounds like that was your passion it was making them happy made you happy which is you know is, is that's kind of what defines uh, a good job when you're happy doing what you do it's not just yeah. work it's just you know it's something that you enjoy so cool um so describe how you felt when you graduated.
0: Happy. <laughs> I was okay. so happy going across that stage. I was happy. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I accomplished something I, I set out to do and I finished it. And it, it wasn't too hard because I had a total commitment. I want to do mm-hmm. this. And I was going to see it to the end. So I did it. By the help of the good Lord, I made it. With
2: his hair. Yeah. Um. All right, mama, I appreciate it. Um, and I appreciate, you know, all of that that you taught us and gave us. And not only the, the lesson of, you know, how to cut hair, but also the example. That was pretty huge. I don't know if you even realize how huge that was at the time um, but you know after the fact I mean, all four of us went to college um all four of us you know have good careers now all four of us I think have pretty good work ethics um and I don't think a lot of that is attributed to you in going back to school um not that you know not only that one that one you know time and, um but I think that that was just another, that's another good example uh, that you uh, gave us. Like I said, a living example. Uh, so we appreciate it.
0: <laughs> Thank you. <Yeah>.
2: You're welcome. <laughs> and happy Mother's Day. Thanks, here for those words, those reflections. Um, I know it's difficult this time of year. I know it's a hard time of year for you. I haven't lost your mom at a young age. I know I didn't know you yeah. back then, but I know it's really hard. I'm really sorry you have to go through that every year. I know it's hard.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And that's the one thing I, I needed to really um just speak to those people who are going through grief because there's a lot of people out here that's walking around hurt on Mother's Day. And it goes unnoticed. Um and right. I and you know that's awesome. Like I said, it's you know, other people get to celebrate their moms and you should. You absolutely mm-hmm. should, but it's the pain that the other person may be experiencing. Um, right. And my mom passed when I was in college. She didn't even get a chance mm-hmm. to even graduate. So, no. and because she, she was sick, because she had cancer. So, mm-hmm. like when they had family and friends stay at school at college, and you're supposed to bring your your your, your parents there. My mom could never come. She was taking mm-hmm. chemo. She couldn't. She was in a wheelchair. She had an oxygen tank, so she couldn't come. So I had to, I literally left family and friends weekend just so I can get away from college because it hurt me so bad to see other people enjoying their parents, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's it's that type of thing. So you carry that and then the fact that she passed. and Yeah, so I can say the pain, it gets a little bit duller every year, and it'll be 17 Mm -hmm. years this year. Um. It gets the pain dulls the further along we get, but mm-hmm. I can still remember the phone call I got from my sister. I can still remember the the ride home, a three hour ride home from college, because I got the call while I was at college, and I believe mm-hmm. I was at my um, I was working the front desk at a dorm when I got the call. Mm-hmm. So all mm-hmm. of that happened. So just processing all of that, and then everything that else that came afterwards, and I just felt like. I can relate to a lot of people who may have lost their, their mom. Um, I can't relate to those who have lost a child. That's a that's a whole different hurt. But mm-hmm. I just felt like me sharing my pain a little bit can, can kind of help them out. Right. But it did, after yeah. I had my daughter, after I became a mom myself, that made that shrink a little bit more. It's not completely gone, mm-hmm. but it shrunk a little bit more okay
2: that's good yeah I'm, I'm glad you shared what you shared um i'm not good with that kind of stuff i really i never know what to say i don't want to say the wrong thing i don't want to be right. insensitive um so i don't know i don't i don't know what to say really and so uh i'll say of course the the normal you know my condolences sorry for your loss you paying for the family Yada, yada, but beyond that, I don't know. I don't know if, you know, when something like that happens to, like, a friend, I don't know if I should call you or give you a week or two. I don't know. I don't know. I've just never been good with that kind of stuff. So right. um, so hearing and you, you know, speak about what you need and that kind of thing, it was, it was, you know, that's really
4: helpful.
3: Yeah, yeah, and I'm telling you, without my friends, my close friends and my family who really checked in, um, cuz I'm mm-hmm. the baby of my family. I'm the baby of my family. Mm-hmm. And um those people who actually text, who call, it, I don't they, I just have some good people around me because it was like clockwork even on my birthday, they would just mm-hmm. they would just message me because they know even that would make me think about my mom is not here to help celebrate with me. So, mm-hmm. and even on her birthday, they even know her birthday and the day that uh-huh. we um she passed, they know that too. So they would text me on these dates um, like mm-hmm. I didn't have to remind them; they just they just knew me. And that for, for those who don't know what to say, mm-hmm. sometimes just being present and not saying anything is good. You know, you're probably thinking, "Oh, I may I, I, I may need to say something very profound." And honestly, you don't. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you can just hug them. A hug is a good. Way to express love and affection to somebody, and that you care, and it'll make a person fold. They'll cry. They'll get it out. And just knowing that they have somebody there, you know, walking with them, is what matters sometimes. Because people can really go off on a, on the deep end. You, they can get in a really depressive state, and anxiety attacks are real, are real. Because I've had them. That's that's a real thing well yeah
2: Mhm. well hopefully you know I know again it's a lot to deal with every year and it's you know we get constant reminders and uh, but hopefully you know those feelings of course it would never totally go away and I, I can't you know say I, I know because I haven't I haven't crossed that bridge Um. but hopefully you know as you get older and time passes your daughter grows older that um You know, you guys can focus on all the happy times, all the great memories, all the great meals and little things, you know, that uh, she would do and say um, to kind of, you know, keep those happy memories alive.
3: Yeah. And, you know, what? this is the first year um, in 17 years after her passing that I've decided, okay, let's do something in honor of her memory. So we're actually going to um, probably release lanterns or balloons or something like that for all you environmentally conscious people. If I can find (laughs) something else or you can suggest something else we do in memory of my mom, please send those in to Atholox and Biz. Uh, We'd love to hear them. But for Mm -hmm. now, that's something that we're going to get together collectively and just, you know, just reminisce about her and just have a little small ceremony.
4: Cool.
2: Um, well, that's really all. We, no, that's not all we have. <laughs> so, no, um,
4: it's not. <laughs> it's not all we
2: have. So, some of you guys sent in some Mother's Day tributes to uh, the special moms in your lives, and so we have a couple of those recorded, and we're gonna play them for those special moms. Um, of course, feel free to post any on our Facebook, I'm sorry, on our uh, Facebook page, on um, or in the group. So uh, we'll make some posts about uh, this episode, and you can post your special Mother's Day tributes there, and we'd love to see them, even some pictures if you have any. So that would be great also. So looking forward to that, guys. um, Have a great Mother's Day weekend. Uh, Enjoy it for all of our moms and the fam. Um, Even, you know, like Tia said earlier, even if you didn't actually birth a child, even if you have adopted or you Mm -hmm. play a motherly role, you know, you um, are a mentor, uh, maybe an older mentor to a younger child, and you have that, you play that motherly figure. Uh, Or even if you're a great auntie, you know, um, Mm -hmm. who's had to kind of fill in after, you know, uh, some nieces that may have lost their mom or whatever, Um, you still are being celebrated this weekend. So uh, hats off to you guys. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Any final words?
3: Um, I have to say that your mom is so cute. <laughs> 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 uh, I just I melted when I heard the interview between you and her. Um, and just hearing how she went through and recanted everything, and she she had her goals right there. This was before everybody have their um, what you call them, your goal board or your oh yeah, the uh,
2: board. vision board.
3: The yeah, vision, board. vision board, man. Your mom had her vision. She said, "I'm going to do this." I have my mind, you know, set on this.
2: And you know that was actually toned down. She really toned it down. My mom's a character, and uh, <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: so that was that was really that was a little toned down. If you actually know her, you know what I mean. Um, yeah, she just like I said, she she really she just made an announcement one day, and then she signed up, she enrolled at the school, and
4: mm-hmm.
2: she was going. Um, like I said, through the week, I don't know if it was. I don't know, I don't think it was five days. It might have been like four days a week or so or something like that. And she would go to work in the day, and then she would leave work and go to hair school at night. And so um, that's what it was for like a year and a half. And so, yeah.
3: That takes some moxie and some determination. I mean, yeah, having yeah. like you said, I mean, being married with kids and then having all your responsibilities at home, and then you still right. have this dream that lets you know I mean they've done it then and you can still do it now
2: right and like she I said planted in there, you, those you know that long time ago exactly you know that gave a great example to me and my siblings like because like she said that was right before you know we were in high school and college and so it basically gave us the example that okay y'all don't have any excuses now because I went to school at almost 40 and knocked it out so I don't mm-hmm. see any reason why y'all can't, so yeah, so yeah. we all went to college, we all went and did it, um, and even after you know the fact she went, she finished school, she took the the state board licensing uh she passed her license and got you know licensed to be a cosmetologist, and she opened up shop, and she was mm-hmm. she went into business for herself, uh, so love it,
3: love it, love that it.
2: was yeah, that was pretty cool, in the process, like I said, she taught me and my brother how to cut hair we end up going and cutting hair and shop you know in college and even after college Um, and that was a good source of income for us and you know even now i still cut i don't cut in a shop anymore but i cut you know my son's hair so they've never i'm saving a ton of money (laughs) so from doing that because you know haircuts are expensive and also it's provided a good you know bonding you know, for me, at least, you know, the oldest one right now. He's a little older and so we get to talk and stuff while I'm cutting his hair. And that's a good time where he can't run around or do anything or go anywhere. He has to sit and while I cut his hair. And so we talk about stuff. Uh in fact I have a picture of him. I think he was like three of us talking while I'm cutting his hair. Uh that's a really cool it's one of my favorite <laughs> pictures of us. <laughs> so
4: um
2: yeah, so just her making that decision, you know, has had a, a a domino effect of of positive, um in the future from from that point on, and so yeah, and that's why I wanted to do that interview.
3: It's a good entrepreneur story too. <laughs> it's a good, it really is. I mean, just she had a dream. I mean, she she a feminist? Go ahead. I mean, she. Uh, I'm just so happy. I, I just I just enjoy the interview. And yeah. the other part I love too is the love between the bond between you all. I could feel that from the interview too. So that was another thing. <laughs> yeah, we <definitely laughs>
4: have a good relationship.
3: We do. That's good. Well, I can't wait yeah, for the Father's Day um episode.
2: Yes. I can't either. I'm looking forward to that. So, guys, we have a, just like we did for Mother's Day, we're going to do a special Father's Day episode where Tia is going to talk to her dad, the entrepreneur extraordinaire. And so
4: uh,
2: <laughs> waiting to hear that interview, looking forward to that. I've heard tons and tons of stories uh, from you about your dad and uh, all his businesses and his all these stories through the years. So I can't wait. I've never actually met him, but I want to hear him live and hear his voice and hear his his story and his own words. And so definitely looking forward to that.
3: Oh, most definitely. I'm going to have to tell him to scale back his story because he can go.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: I'm going to tell him. <laughs> <laughs> we well,
2: look forward to that, guys. In June, that is coming up. So before we get out of here, like I said, we're going to have those uh, Mother's Day tributes. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Biz on Twitter, also at Afros Biz, Join the Facebook group, uh, AfrosLox and Biz SD group, and the follow-up business page also on Facebook. Uh, if you want to, you can leave us messages there. You can DM us. Or you can shoot us an email at connect at uh, We're looking forward to your feedback, any comments, questions. Definitely hit us up. We'll definitely try to hit you back quickly. And we'll see you guys next time.
1: Thank you for listening. You can find us at our website, afroslox.biz, and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at afrosloxbiz. Be sure to join in the discussion on our Facebook group, send us an email, or leave a voicemail message. Also, be sure to tune in for our next episode. This episode was edited by Tia Brown, and our theme music is Sour Soup by Jeff. See you soon. Bye-bye
2: i want to give a big mother's day shout out to my mom joanne b mitchell she is the backbone of our family she challenges us to be the best that we can be and there is no other mother like joanne mitchell and i like to show her um, some love and embrace on Mother's Day. And
1: uh, I love you. Hey, happy Mother's Day. This is Sonya McDowell with a special Mother's Day message to my mother, Lucille Mackey. I just want to say thank you so much for all you do and all you've done. And happy Mother's Day.
2: Happy Mother's Day, Although you're not here. I will always love
1: you. Happy Mother's Day to those special ladies who stand strong in pure existence and help bring comfort in this world. Happy Mother's Day!
2: Happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers and mother-like figures out there. Thank you for all that you do. You are truly appreciated. This is Eric Brown, and I'd like to send an extra special Mother's Day shout-out to my friend partner, wife, podcast personality here on ALB, and more importantly, the mother of my daughter, Tia. I've watched Tia put her whole heart into being a mother and not hesitate to make sacrifices for our little ones. Now, my entire life, I've only been around strong women, you know, those real old school mothers, and Tia embodies all of those qualities that make us love those mothers so much. I'm just happy that me and Nyla, we have her in the house with us just to give us some of that. And so for that, I'd like to just let Tia know that I love her, Nyla loves her, and we wish you, Tia, a happy Mother's Day.